0: listening to the Savvy Social Podcast, a show dedicated to helping passion-led entrepreneurs and business owners learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I'm fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create connection, build community, and make your difference in the world. Hey everyone, it's Drea, episode 126 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This show is brought to you by Fan Booster by Traject, which is the world's most complete social media management tool. And it's my tool of choice when it comes to everything like scheduling, managing, and especially reporting on social media. Try them out for yourself for free. The link is below this video or in the show notes. Now today we have Lindsay Clements coming on the show. Really excited because we're doing a special series interviewing the mentees who went through our beta mentorship program. So for those of you who are social media managers, digital marketing managers, listen up. And even if you're not, tune in because there's a lot of juicy stuff we're going to talk about when it comes to building out things like editorial calendars and reporting and all of that good stuff. And if you're a social media manager and you kind of want to get a foundational blueprint to how to build a social media business that works for you, that gives you more freedom and financial independence, check out the free guide at onlinedrea.com slash blueprint. Walks you through my framework for how I would build my business if I had to start over today and really has a a little bit of a different approach to social media management. So check that out onlinedrea.com slash blueprint. Now, as I mentioned, I have Lindsay on the show. Lindsay is the owner of Ellen Grace Marketing and is passionate about helping business owners grow their sales through solid marketing strategies and effective execution. She believes that consumers are welcomed with choices and brands need to, more than ever, build authentic authentic relationships with their customers in order to stand out. So whether you're a new business looking for guidance or a thriving company looking to take marketing off your plate, Lindsay's framework helps you eliminate that overwhelm and implement a custom strategy so that you reach your goals quickly. Lindsay, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Thank you,
1: Andrea. Me too. I am a fan of yours, have been a fan for a few years and listening to your podcast. So it's an honor to be on the other side now and, and, you know, be talking to your audience. So I'm excited to be here. Thanks.
0: Yay. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited to dig in because I really got to know you over this mentorship program. And you're super smart. I am like impressed. And so I really want to kind of dive in and share those smarts with our listeners today. But let's take a step back first and talk a little bit about your history because you used to work for some large retailers, correct?
1: Correct. yes. I um, started my career in San Francisco and you know, did various roles within marketing and merchandising for some larger retailers, both in the Bay Area up in the and in the Pacific Northwest, and then more recently down in Phoenix as well. So I've kind of you know worn a few different hats when it comes to the corporate side. So jumping into entrepreneurship was definitely new for me you know five years ago, but it's been a really incredible journey. so.
0: Yeah. So five years ago, you started your business, right? I did. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about how that retail experience and that corporate experience impacted your approach to digital marketing.
1: I have to say like data was such a huge... Eye-opening thing that I found smaller businesses just weren't taking advantage of. So when you're in a bigger corporate setting, you look at sales sometimes multiple times a day. You know, you're looking at new email leads you're getting, you're looking at everything from a data perspective so consistently. And I saw this opportunity when it came to smaller organizations, smaller retailers. I had a few friends who started businesses at the time I was, you know, hitting my Climbing that corporate ladder. And in conversation with them, you know, they were just winging it. But what they had was such a strong connection to their customer and to their product. They just didn't have the wherewithal to say, okay, oh, I need to be forecasting. I need to be looking at my margins. I need to be really understanding product movement and how that plays into my marketing in order to be more effective. So, you know, I saw this opportunity early on to say, okay, if I could take some of that. You know, corporate framework and apply it to, you know, a more nimble, smaller business setting. I think, you know, there could be some success there. And so that's really what I've tried to hang my hat on is taking some of the good things from the big corporate world and leaving some of the bad things like meetings every day or, you know, just too much analytics, you know, back in the corporate world. But it's been really fun. It's been exciting to kind of bring tools and insights to these smaller businesses and just, you know, it doesn't. It's just little tweaks here and there that they can just be smarter and you know do work better as they move forward and grow their their businesses,
0: yeah, I think that's such an interesting thing to to tune into as well because you know as a small business owner, you would think that sales is such a pivotal part of building the business, but I often think. You know, when we start as small business owners, we focus on all of the things we're like so focused on. How does our website look? And, um, what should our business cards say? And all of those things. When really what you're doing is taking a, a focus back to the sales, back to what really matters, especially in those important early days of building a business. So can you tell me a little bit about like maybe one or two metrics um, that we can take a look at when we're looking at sales data and how that relates to our marketing? Can you kind of give us a behind the scenes tidbit there?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, what you you touched on something just those early days, you know, we we do wear so many hats. So intuitively, you know, you probably know what your engagement's like on social platforms and you're probably looking at sales more regularly because, you know, it's your your lifeblood and, and you need to get paid and do all those things. But it's almost like that next level where we get a little bit bigger and we start to maybe, you know, hand off a few of these roles that we start to become disconnected from it. And I, you know, I thought it was interesting I was speaking to someone recently and she's like I was having dinner with my uncle and some people and they started to ask me questions and I felt so silly that I didn't know this about my own business even though you know she's like I'm living and breathing it but I all of a sudden you know took one step away and and he, as a business owner you it's important to stay connected to those things so you know you mentioned just some of the metrics I mean I, I think there's a few different categories the first one is sales right so you're looking at top line sales but I think you're also looking at the profitability so if you're a service-based business, like a lot of the listeners, you may have different packages, right? And so you need to know if you're going to grow your business to hit your goals, what's the mix look like, right? What is How are you going to balance that out? Because you could grow in the wrong area and not actually hit your profits, right? You could be growing those more, you know, the, the not as profitable areas. Or on the flip side, You're growing the profitable areas, but you can't service them because you're, it's all falling on your shoulders. So I know we've talked a lot about just the way that our businesses are structured, where, you know, for us, we have a full service side where I have some independent contractors that help execute it. And so that side can grow more because of the bandwidth, but for the one-on-one strategy, you know, you're only, there's only one of us. And so you have to kind of figure out what that mix is. So I think sales and profit margins, and then you mentioned, you asked too about the marketing aspect. Well, that helps you dictate how often you're going to be talking about those things and, you know, how much more you can grow those areas once you understand, you know, what that mix is going to look like. I think it's also important just to understand the customer or the client that you're working with and how often you need to be in front of them and how how much, I mean, for some of the businesses out there that are working with more consumer, their business to consumer, you know, how often are people shopping with you? Or what's that time frame in between when they need to be coming back? Because if you see, you know, oh, every three months, I'm going to get that they're going to come back in and buy my thing or, you know, work with me. If it's been four or five months, that's an opportunity to go back and get in front of them. So, you know, understanding sales, understanding the customer and your profits, I think it's just, it's um, really important. And then diving into just the marketing side of it too, right? How can you then take email list or behavior on your website or social media, right? We haven't even talked about social media, but just all of those behaviors that are happening and really tie that into a cohesive plan, you know, going forward.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm like geeking out about how (laughs) holistic your approach is, uh, which is one of the things I love about your business and how you've built it. You've got this mix of skills that really helps businesses, not just with the marketing, but like a a more profitable approach to marketing. So let's take a look at what's actually working and keep doing those things and all of that. I have a random question. Ellen Mm -hmm. Grace, Ellen Grace marketing, the names, tell us a little bit about where that came from.
1: It's funny. Uh, so, my, I have two daughters. They're eight and five, and their middle names are Ellen and Grace. And um, Ellen was actually my mother's mother, and she was an artist. And I, you know, as much as I love the marketing side, I'm also, you know, the number side and the finance. And I just think like her, she was always this beautiful artist and would paint these beautiful photos. So, it was, you know, I just, kind of decided I'm going to name my business after them. And part of leaving the corporate world too, you know, was to be able to spend more quality time. And, you know, not that I have all this free time now, but it's, you can pick and choose how you, how you're spending it. So although you think I would have learned because I've worked for some companies in the past that, had women's names like Leslie's swimming pool supplies and I got called Leslie all the time. So now I get called Ellen. So I probably should have thought through that a little bit, but yes, Ellen Grace Marketing. Thank you for asking. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I know, you probably do get that a lot. Like, "Hi Ellen." It's like, "No, yeah. I'm Lindsay. <laughs> it's okay.
1: I know. Well, that's what we had this conversation the other day. I'm like, "Should I be putting, you know, my face out there more just because of that whole side of it?" So <laughs>
0: Yes, I love it. I want to talk about social media, but really what you do is so much more than that. Um, And I want to talk a little bit about your approach to editorial calendars. Because I think that when we sit down as business owners, we look at our calendars and we go, what do we even say today? (laughs) Um, I think we've all been in that spot of like, what do we talk about um, and I think your approach to editorial calendaring is very similar to how you approach all of your marketing in that it starts with the bigger picture in mind. So, can you walk us through some of that? And and for those of you listening as well, I do want to point out that you know I teach it one way. There's so many different ways that you can do this, and so I love bringing people on like Lindsay, who gives us insight into their way of approaching this because it may that way may click with you a little bit more. Um, so tell us, like, when you're sitting down to create an editorial calendar, what do you start with?
1: Yeah, it is. It is interesting that you mentioned just doing it different ways because even we've talked about this about how far in advance you work, you know, for your clients versus you know, I come again from this corporate background where we knew 12 months out what our key products were going to be, you know, and you're able to look at you know production and fulfillment and all these things that really dictate you know what you're how you structure what you're doing, but. I mean, but now I'm here I am running my own business and it's small and you need to be nimble and you need to figure that out. But, you know, typically when we work with our clients, you know, I always try to understand what's happening in like three month increments because I think that that is from a tactical standpoint, you can get your head around that. Of course, we want to understand what their long-term goals are and what some of those pieces are. But I always, mean, I'm a very visual learner too. I like to think of kind of a rolling three months so that we always have an idea of like, what we're going to be focusing on a few months out. Um, and that's, you know, we mentioned the editorial calendar. So usually we'll sit down with our clients and build out the next 12 weeks. Now no, that's not to say we're writing the copy that goes in the social media post 12 weeks from now, but we're definitely understanding what's what's going to be top of mind to our customers because so much um, I think you know you probably can relate to this, but you just get fixated on the today and what you're working on and you forget to think about the fact that you have new followers or you have new people that are coming into your audience that don't even know what your core products are. And we're so familiar or products or services. We're so close to it that we think, oh, we're talking about it too much and really, you know, we're not. And so I had um, a manager once tell me like, it's important to let it breathe too, right? You want to create this plan. You want to have it out there and you want to let it breathe because you do your best work when you can come back and make changes and, and be flexible and be nimble and not be, you know, pinned in a corner where like, what am I going to post today? tomorrow, you know, the next day. And so, um, yeah, our approach is always to kind of map it out, and then, you know, then we'll get into some of the details that are two to four weeks out and, you know, make some last minute changes. But it's just visually really helpful, you know, for me and for the clients and to make sure that we're all just on the same page um, as we map it out. So I know I'm kind of, we're, we're not showing this, but um, we'll always map out, we'll take kind of the weeks of the month. So if you think about three months going from left to right, then you've got all the different weeks in there. I usually, you know, we'll add dates in there as well. And then the along the left-hand side you'll list all of the different aspects so first of all like what's top of mind of the customer like what what's important to them okay we've got that so i mean let's use February, for example, you've got Valentine's Day, maybe there's even some colors that rep, you know, the the brand's going to change colors. you want to bring that into it. Then you think about, okay, do we have campaigns? Like, what are we going to be talking about to relate to our customers needs? Are there specific events that we need to be, you know, plugging in there, whether it's special holidays, or, you know, um, national days, which every day is a national day now. So that's a little (laughs) confusing. And then we'll just break it down depending on their platforms, whether it's blog content or emails or social media or whatever else you know, PR events, podcast interviews, whatever it is they're doing. Just to make sure that we're you know bringing everything together, everything's working together. Because as you know, it's all about repurposing content and showing up where people are. And so you want to make sure that you're mapping that out in a way that you know makes sense to your brand and to the business. So hopefully that helps create a little bit of a visual of just kind of how we'll look at things and. Yes.
0: And I love that you look at it at a three-month quarterly view because I do think that there is a bit of overwhelm, especially for small business owners looking at the whole year, right? So if you're in January, can you really think about November? You can barely get through to February, you know? Um, So I really do like that quarterly approach. And then I like that you plot out the key holidays, the campaigns, the themes, even the colors, the national days. There is a national day for every day. (laughs) Totally and then and it, then you kind of work backwards from there so that you have a framework for where your clients are so i really appreciate that
1: like things take time too i think if you think about like if you're a solopreneur and you're interested in getting referral business like that takes time like how are who are you going to i mean you could even put I'm going to have coffee with, like, you know, once every other week with somebody—a virtual coffee meeting or a podcast interview and pitching podcasts. Like, there's things you can be doing from almost a PR perspective too that can go on this calendar because that's your lead generation, right? It may not be email—tons of emails you're sending out—but you need to make sure that we're you're getting in front of the right people. And what's that message going to be during that time frame, and how does it tie into the products and services that you're wanting to promote that time? So, being able to kind of see it all together is, and I, I feel like it's important and. Valuable. Valuable too.
0: I think that's important. You're right. And like seeing it all together kind of helps you feel like you have a, a path forward because if you don't have a plan, you're not going anywhere. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I 100% agree. Okay, so taking this idea of the editorial calendar and then relating it back to the sales data and reporting. When you're working with your clients, how do you show your value? How do you show that, hey, this is working or this isn't working? Talk us through some of those processes. Well, I have to
1: say what I was doing... Four or five years ago is different from today because I was still kind of stuck in that corporate mindset. And I had very detailed spreadsheets and, you know, elaborate PowerPoint presentations. And I've really migrated to try to simplify that. Although I know I we've talked about this to even simplify it more. But there is one visual that I've used in the last couple of years, which is just a simple funnel, a marketing funnel where, you know, you start at the top and it's bigger and you're trying to get these impressions and eyeballs and leads. And then as the funnel gets smaller and smaller, you're looking at different metrics. And so I'll take that funnel, And I'll make it colorful to the client's brand that, you know, whoever we're working with. And other metrics are different. So, take, you know, I have one client that all we do is support her on social media and, you know, she has a website. So, from a simple perspective, we're looking at all the different channels, the different platforms on social. We're looking at impressions. We're looking at engagements. We're actually looking at the number of the traffic that we get off of social to her website. We're then looking at the number of downloads that she's getting or email subscribes that she's getting. And then she'll give us, you know, some new client data that she's because she's an, an interior designer. So kind of new um, client she's working with. And we'll put that in this funnel so she can see, okay, the, the reason that I'm hiring Lindsay and her team to help me on these social platforms is to grow that top number. And the more quality content that we can create as we move these people through the funnel it results in clients at the very end. And so it's just been an easy way to to visually represent that, that people understand that because they you know, it, it, you can get so caught up in the minutia and the, just the, you know, the rabbit holes of of all the data and so just trying to break it out really simply so they can see that
0: is has been helpful, you know, for.
1: So at least if they only look at that first page, at least we've won, right?
0: Yes. I love that. (laughs) And as we know, clients sometimes only look at the first page. So I like that you really broke it down in the visual way too, to be like, this is exactly what we're doing and why. Beautiful. Awesome. And I think that there's so much value in that. You know, There's so many data points. We could look at followers, but what does that mean for the business? And so you're really showing that path to the meaning behind what you're doing, which is great.
1: And I think you can go back and forth. I know we've had this conversation before about how frequently you want to be looking at that. And something like that funnel, you could look at on a weekly basis and make sense of it and see, you know, comparing it to. And and that's another thing we do, too. It's not just what we do this last month. It's how does that compare to the prior month? How does that compare to the prior year? Because that's really where you're going to see the change right and understanding if you're growing or dying you know you you need to see the the change over a period of time but you know you can and then one of the things too so we used to look at it quarterly and present that to our clients. But, you know, now that we have a more simplified way of doing it, you know, we're doing it on a much more frequent level. And it's usually me on there recording a loom video, you know, thanks to like your guidance and, and walking them through this simple funnel. And then, you know, we can go deeper in the quarterly review still and and show them more content, but it's just easier to kind of knock it off and give them visibility quickly to their
0: business. So, Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, I love that. Ooh, juicy, juicy, juicy. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about like, who's your perfect client? Ooh, I know I
1: was, um, you know, it's over the years, it's evolved a little bit. I think we work with, you know, different, I mentioned we have two different types of services. You know, one is where we're doing all, all the heavy lifting and we're really giving them the confidence that, that their online presence is, Best foot forward. We're driving leads. We're we're doing all all of that piece. The other side, which has been you know more to evolve, and I think has been really fun for me, just to kind of keep that connection, is more of just the strategy side where you have some of these smaller business owners that are like, I can't afford to just off you know offsource everything, but I'd really love to have this editorial calendar. I'd really love to see what's happening in my business on a more regular basis so that I can make some decisions or I can hire an intern that's going to, you know, be able to, to take that plan and, and run with it. So, you know, we do, I do typically work with retailers just because that's been, you know, the, my background, but we, we really cover a lot of, a lot of different industries from daycares to nonprofits. I have a couple medical, which is more business to business, which is, you know, really more of like the LinkedIn world and the lead generation and, and working more with their sales team. So, um, but I would say, you know, just to take a step back, like if, Businesses that are looking to grow and to really do things thoughtfully and to put their best foot forward. I mean, we're constantly. I think one of the the benefits too of working with us is, you know, we have relationships with web developers and to blog writers in different industries, and so we can help you pull together a really great team that's going to put your best foot forward without you having to spend time, you know, finding these people or figuring out the next step. Um, similar to what you've done, you know, w- within your business with bringing on people like Julie and other people on your team. That Uh, just our subject matter experts in certain areas. So
0: cool. I love it. All right. Um, Okay. So last few questions here, I'm going to switch a little bit to talking about the mentorship program uh, because we do have quite a few people who have questions about it. And since you are an alumni of the program, I just kind of want to pick your brain publicly, so to speak, so that if anyone is thinking about joining, you can kind of share your experience if that's okay. Mm Okay. So, my first question is, what encouraged you to join the mentorship program?
1: Um, you did <laughs> no being an entrepreneur solopreneur that works remotely, you know it's nice to have that community, and so I have a you know within my budget every year, different groups that i you know my allowance to do different things, and now, with everything virtually, I think it just like it was a natural fit to. Um, to want to learn more. And I think the beauty of the program was someone having someone like you that was just a few steps ahead or lots of steps ahead, depending on where you know your business was, that has been there before and has done it, but then is also so willing to share that information, to be transparent, to just like, I mean, you showed us the behind the scenes of every aspect of your business, which a lot of people aren't willing to do that, you know, and, and I think that it's it was so helpful you know, for someone like me that just, I mean, here's a great example. i We knew we needed a new person on our team that was, in we call her um, the community manager. So someone else on my team was doing it and we were just growing and it was getting to be too much. And the engagement person is the one who's on socials, responding to comments, is helping grow. Instagram is just doing a bunch of those pieces. And so for six months, we were just you know, holding on tight. And I was wearing some of those hats too. And then you shared a job description. And within 10 days, I had someone in that seat because I was able to tweak your, you know, what you had, I was able to set up Airtable and get some, you know, get some applications in. And within a few days I had interviews lined up and it just, so sometimes just having those templates and those tools available is a game changer for your business. And so, you know, it was really helpful in that sense. And I think also, you know, it can be lonely. And also, also, even if you've been doing this for years, you don't always know if what you're doing the best or the right thing. And so just having that community of people that can share different aspects. And I, I loved, you know, it was one of the things like I was, to be honest, like hesitant because I thought, well, what if, you know, I, my business is bigger than others or smaller than others. I didn't know where I fell in that realm, but the fact that there was a variety, it just gave perspective because some of those, you know, there was a few that were just starting off and the questions they were asking, the things they were like, they were so smart about these areas of business that they were working in that I learned learned so much from them. And so, and I was able to use what they were doing to help my team get better. And so it was really just a great, you know, a great community to, and, and, you know, such a comforting community too. I mean, we were all helping each other and giving feedback on various things and are still doing it to this day and, you know, referring business and things like that. So it's been, it was really very valuable. And um, yeah, so that's why I signed up again (laughs) or signed on to stay on.
0: And you know, that loneliness piece, I think is something that isn't talked about a lot in this digital marketing space. I think it's important no matter what industry you're in to have that community. I remember feeling that tremendously when I first started. And then I signed up for my, like I signed up for my mentor, um, in 2016. So it was like the first two years of my business. I was like, I don't know what, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know who. Who do I ask if this is okay? Or, you know, is this normal? Is this like the right thing to do? Um, and so I do think that community piece is very helpful just to be like, okay, we're all feeling the same things, especially mm-hmm. this year with the pandemic. It was like we're all we're all in this together, where all of our clients are pivoting and adjusting and we can kind of all be in that same space.
1: <laughs> I know. No, it is helpful. You know, even when you've been doing it for years, you're like, I mean, there's always new, new New tools and tricks and things out there that we can learn from. And, you know, I think Loom has obviously been one that, that I've been using for a couple of years, but, or maybe just a year, but it's just, I mean, you know, things like that, where you're just learning these new ways of doing things and being smarter and better and, and supporting each other. So it's great. I know just to flip this around on you, but you mentioned you're part of a mentorship program. How have you seen or what have you done to help support your business as it's grown over the years do you do you kind of pick and choose different groups that you're a part of or how what's have you seen to be beneficial
0: yes oh i love the question flip so I, um, I always like being a part of groups and it's actually something that my husband and I have a little bit of tension about because he does a lot of my financing side and he's always like, what are these charges for? I'm like, it's (laughs) another group I signed up for. And he's always like, that doesn't matter. But then he's always like, yeah, you're, I mean, you're fully supporting us and doing well. So can't really argue there. But to me, it's about that. Community piece, and mm-hmm. it's about the, the like someone being a few steps ahead. So, um, my mentor, she teaches people how to freelance still to this day. So, if anyone's like super great and like new, new to business, online business, I send them to her. Um, her name is Afton Negreya. She's fantastic, and she teaches you like freelancing, like how do we do this by ourselves. Um, and so that was the first thing I invested in. But even now, for me, it's more about the community and collaboration. So I want to be in the space where people are doing the same thing as me. So agency owners who are kind of building you know, a million plus businesses, but then also just being in spaces with other virtual business owners who are my ideal clients as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so be one of my favorites that I, I don't know if I've actually talked about... This on the podcast yet, but is um, Rachel Rogers? We should all be millionaires club, where she's literally gathering women, especially diverse women, lots of women of color in there, lots of you know LGBTQ or non-binary folks in there as well. That Just having that space of online business owners who are all trying to get to a million dollars in revenue in their business and celebrating that and talking about money. Um, So for me, those are the places that I look for community and fellowship and also to learn and to grow and to try new things and to hear what other people are doing that are not like bro marketing because I'm not a fan of like being aggressive and like you have to buy this or else you're doomed kind of thing. It's like I, I much more like like the approach of opening the door and welcoming people in. And so that that those are the spaces that I look for. I love that you flipped that, though.
1: Well, and that makes a lot of sense. Just knowing you and your personality too, and I think it's it sounds like the Rachel um, Rogers one too. You know, it is about you know you want to get to a million dollars or you have these goals, but also you're like, I want to do it the right way, so I'm actually making money and I can enjoy my life and you know be smart about it and not just hit this crazy number and you know do a bunch of ads and you know have it go away after the
0: next year. So yeah, exactly. Sustainability for sure. Okay. So last question then about the mentorship is if someone's listening to this and they're not sure whether they should join the mentorship program or not, what's something that you'd recommend for them to think about?
1: I think if you've listened to your podcast, if this if this person has listened to the, your podcast and has downloaded your free resources, and it's almost like, how is there even more that? Because you give away so much on those platforms. But it, I like. I am blown away. Even being in it now, I mean, what's it been? Three or four months? Five months? I forget when we actually started. And there's constantly new resources and new tools and new things that you're doing within the group. That I mean, for someone like me, like I'm not bored. You know, I am learning more. I am meeting new people and just really, you know, it's, it's something that it keeps evolving. And so try it like what, I mean, what, what's the harm in trying? And I, you know, I, again, going back to, I'm also part of another, um another group that is like more sales focused and both like, I just, it's so good to just pour into your business and be smart about it too because i think i could sign up for so many different free you know webinars and pay all this stuff but at the end of the day like which one's going to give you the most return on your investment and the most value and this one i mean i told you even week 2 or week 3 i'm like this is amazing this is just exactly you know what i as someone who had been in business for 5 years has independent contractors was already at a place where i was making you know good money had stable clients I got so much value out of it. So, you know, I think, and not to say I'm farther ahead than anyone else, but I think no matter where you are in your business, you're going to just get so much, you know, information and tools and resources. So definitely worth trying and, you know, and I hope to see some of them in there, in the group. So,
0: <laughs> Yay, thank you. That was so helpful. And I hope for any of you listening that you take Lindsay's word to heart and just try it. And you can always reach out as well. I don't, I don't know if we talked about this, either offline or on this call. But if you email me, I will send you a loom video talking, like answering your questions, which I think really helped for you, right? When you were deciding, I think my dogs were like in the background doing their thing. And so it's it's not, um, you're not a number, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Uh,
1: no absolutely i think that that's such a huge i mean andrea i think if you've listened to you know you just it seems like oh my gosh she's out there she's doing all these great things but like the one-on-one relationship that we've developed and you did you took my email and you dissected it and said here's your hesitations from joining the group here's what and the personal touch that you give i mean that was just the opening to the door because it it has continued since then so which has been just you know really really great to see so i appreciate you and everything you've done so thank you
0: Yay, thanks, Lindsay. Okay. Yes. So for those listening who are like, Lindsay sounds amazing. I need to work with her yesterday. <laughs> How do they find you online? How do they connect with you? Uh, what's the best next step for them?
1: yeah i mean you can we can schedule a free discovery call i have it all over my website it's ellengracemarketing.com i'm pretty active on instagram that's probably my most active where i'm sharing lots of tips i show the funnel i show editorial calendar you know snippets and then we also have a free download on the site too that walks you through and gives you some samples of editorial calendars so um, or just shoot me an email, I'd love to chat. And if anyone has questions about the mentorship program, I'd love to you know share more about my experience. And I just think it's such a great investment for your business and would highly recommend it.
0: Oh, thank you so much. So I will put all of those links in the description of this video or in the show notes if you're listening, definitely check out EllenGraceMarketing.com, follow Lindsay on Instagram and all of those things. Uh, And then coming up next, next week, I have another mentee coming on. Leanne will be on the show to talk about her business, how it's shifted over the course of the mentorship. And we'll talk about her approach to social media marketing as well. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week.